Good afternoon. My name is Kevin Weatherby, and I'm the founder of Save the Cowboy, and this is Cowboy Conversations. Uh, today with us, we have two regulars and an irregular. That's about the best I can do, Rod. One leg that, longer? That's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't uh, wear the kilt today, so it's not quite irregular. <laughs> uh, we do. We have uh, Mitch Gorman, our Raymer Ranch Cowboy, with us. And hello, Mitch. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. And we have our ranch manager, Ty Weber, with us. Good afternoon, Ty. Good afternoon to you. How's things? Going great. <laughs> and then we have a a very, very special guest, a near and dear uh, personal and professional and everything in between friend of mine. I would like to offer a warm welcome to my friend, Roderick Fortune. Good morning. Good afternoon, Rod. Good, good morning. Afternoon. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. You're welcome, man. It's good to see Rod. You've been a, a long X ranch cowboy since the inception. Yes. And you have been instrumental in helping us do uh, conference calls and arranging conferences. And you're really just one of those guys that says you show me a need and let me see if i can't get it done exactly so uh what i'm gonna let you in your own words what brings you to kiowa colorado this weekend well uh there was a little bit of uh um conviction okay um for i, I wanted to come celebrate with y'all for the christmas ball but there's been some conviction in this coming sunday uh I'm going to be baptized because I was grew up Catholic. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear it. And and uh, you know was christened as a baby. Sure. But but that was not. I mean, I didn't have a choice in that. And this, I have a choice in. Yes. And and it's been on my heart for uh, quite a while. It's just never been an opportune time. And and now, I'm I'm really feeling it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. God, God, God is saying, get it done. We love that. <laughs> and, and, you know, here, here's the thing about Save the Cowboy. And, like, if there was ever, I have this saying that I hope I'm never surprised at what God does, but I pray that I'm always amazed when he does it. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. And one of those things that fits that so well that I'm not surprised at what God has done, but I'm amazed by it, is I have never in my life seen more adults baptized than at Save the Cowboy. I mean, like, I, I, I'm not going to say that I, I wouldn't do... Uh, I mean, I've done some teenagers, you mm -hmm. know, and, yeah. you know, uh, older teenagers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, one of the one of the things that I've always believed about baptism, because, I mean, my gosh, there's so many different ways. You know, there's the sprinkling, there's the, you know, whatever, you know, at, at birth, as a little kid at 12 days old or, you know, whatever the deal. I mean, there's so many people that... Uh, that have different views on mm -hmm. baptism. And and the one that I chose all along was I, I don't I'm not as smart as other people. So I just look to Jesus. And Jesus was baptized at 30 years old mm -hmm. by immersion. And I've always just kind of held that that's the way we're going to do it. I mean, like, like, and, and by not, um, you don't have to be 30 to do it, but like, I, I, I often tell, because baptism isn't a requirement for salvation. No. Right. And so we know that, but, it, but it's an outward display of an inward faith. And it's also for the repentance of sin. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, I, I have young kids, like I had a, like a seven-year-old that wanted to be baptized a couple of weeks ago. And I told him, I said, listen, I said, you're a little bit young yet to fully understand mm -hmm. what it is, but that doesn't mean that you can't start working towards your baptism right now. And here's, here's an excellent way to learn how to follow God is to learn to do what your mama and daddy tell you to. Mm -hmm. 
and and learn how to honor them first. And then I go talk to the parents. I was like, look, you know, could we do it? Absolutely. Would it be meaningful? Yes, probably. Is he ready? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and I hate to say that, but like, you know, and, and usually if something happens like that, a lot of times people will say, uh, well, I think he is ready. I said, well, then go baptize your son. You know, that's another. <laughs> go baptize right. your that's son. Right. The conception is that they think they have to be ordained in order to. Yes, baptize. and that that that's not. It's not true. Right. No, it's not true. Now, I, you know, I mean, there, there's just several things about it, but one of the reasons why I have chosen that stance is because of how many adults come up to me and says, "Baptize as a kid," and I didn't mean it. But right. I do now. Right. You right. know, and, and I don't want somebody really having to worry about that, you know, yeah. and, and I want it to be for the right reasons. And man, usually when adults like you that I know have been following God for a long time, man, it's the right time. Yeah. You know, God is convicting you and, and, and that's that's special. That's special. But, you know, there's a lot of things in Christianity that that a lot of people don't agree with. And I know that there's probably people right now, oh, my, my seven-year-old son can, you know, he's got 400 Bible verses memorized and he can, <laughs> he can sing all the songs and, you know, that's great. And I, I absolutely love that. But that don't make him ready. <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, what are some, uh, what did, if, if you can, Rod, what did that conviction, because I mean, like that's a, Conviction is one of those things that's really hard to tell people. It It's kind of like telling somebody about cowboying or something like, well, you just got to go out there and you just got to rope it. <laughs> well, there's a lot going on yeah, there. Like that, that. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just like it. that. So what when you say that you were convicted, what does that look, sound, feel like? What was the conversation it, as it, much as you can share? Okay, so... It, it had to do with a personal relationship with somebody else of the opposite sex. Okay. And, and it had to do with the fact that I was trying to bring them to God, but I didn't feel like I was doing it the right way. And, and ultimately all I did was plant the seed and I thought I had to do more. Right. <laughs> didn't have to. Yes. Still don't have to. But in that I realized the whole time that I was in that relationship, and even though I stopped it, I was sinning, and I don't want to do that. I want to, I want to, I want to be that better, yes, better person, and that was the conviction. I was not feeling good about what I was doing in that relationship. Amen, amen. And and, and that was the conviction, and that's kind of led you towards, oh, yeah. like, okay, yeah. how do I back up here and and get a. Right. Take myself yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. Get 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 out of the rat race and and, and start on the narrow path yeah. the way you're supposed to. Yeah. That, and that that's hard to do. It yeah, is. It's, it's really hard. Yeah. And so and and so I, I've witnessed one of my good friends and you know, from college. I watched her get baptized in some of the murkiest water you'd ever seen, and she come out, and you would have thought she'd been covered in green, and she come out sparkling. Amen. Just just as clean as could be. Amen. No big deal. Amen. And my and my other uncle, who was raised Catholic like I was, in his seventies, yes, baptized. He went and was baptized. Amen. You know. Amen. Good and, for him. And, and and so yeah, that so there's a lot of of uh, there was a lot of example already there for me. Yes. I've already got to witness it. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of it. Amen. I'm I'm glad you're okay with murky water because <laughs> you Time's never you never know what's going to be in that, <laughs> in that water tank on Sunday. I, I've cleaned it out for a few baptisms. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, you should have seen the last one. The last one yeah. it had snowed, <laughs> and it had the wind had blown, and there was about uh, about a quarter inch of frozen leaves to the bottom of it oh. that did not rise to the surface <laughs> until after we filled it up. Yeah, yeah. time to thaw. And, yes. and it's going to snow tomorrow. It is yeah. going to snow tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I like the polar bear challenge. There you go. There you go. Uh, so what that that makes me think of something like. Do you ever feel like there's parts of Christianity that. 
are hard. Like like baptism is hard for some people. They can't wrap their mind around the importance of it. And a, a lot of times when they don't when you can't wrap the importance around it, then it's it's just it becomes just something you do. It's just another step, another check. It's just something that you check off. You know what I mean? But and so a lot of people have a hard time with that. Right. Do y'all have anything in the Bible that is hard for y'all? Like you just it's hard to wrap your mind. I mean, conviction is one of those things. I mean, as as you know, uh professional <laughs> and even para Mm-hmm. <laughs> ministry yeah. Yeah. type stuff yeah. that we do you know we have to talk to people about really hard things and, and I mean, it's kind of hard to look at somebody and say i'm not baptizing your four-year-old yeah yeah i mean it's easy to say but like it hurts my heart because i can see their yeah i know why they're doing it but but it's just a little misplaced as to why we're doing it is there anything that y'all can think of that may not be uh, culturally relevant today, you know, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I, I can think of a few that I don't necessarily have a hard time with, but you know, the husband of one wife, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we, we can take that, uh, you know, just meaning that, Hey, you're, you're married to one person, not two or three at the same time. And then some people will go as far as to say, you can only have one, yeah. <laughs> you know, and that you're, Blah, blah, blah. But once again, that gets into that contentious deal that you have to kind of just trust God with in your life. So is there anything that y'all can think of that may be a little hard for a person that doesn't necessarily follow Jesus every day that you think they might have a hard time with? And I mean, while y'all are thinking about that, let me say this. There's a buddy of mine, Pete Lent, and uh, Pete is, <clears throat> he's my buddy. He's my buddy. He, and he's, Pete's hard. I mean, like, he, he, he's, he's a hard guy, you know? I mean, he, he's like you, man. He's got the kilts. He loves doing the Renaissance festivals, and he's a carpenter. He redid my bathroom upstairs. He follows me online. He's a great friend of mine. And I had posted, I think it was yesterday, that one of the main uh, jobs of the Holy Spirit is to indwell and seal us until the time of our salvation. Right. Right? And he goes, man, I thought I had a pretty good vocabulary. And then he put, indwell. I'll have to go study on that and find out what that means. And I responded and I said, that might be the greatest comment I have ever received from somebody because most Christians, mm-hmm. if they don't understand something, they're not going to tell you they that they pre- don't. They, they just, just pretend they do. They pretend <laughs> that they do. Right. And I loved how he just threw it out there on a public post. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to have to go look that up and see yeah. what that means. Yeah. Man, if we all did that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that on the drive in, just, you know, how much. I guess when you're in full-time ministry, you don't have a choice not to grow. Yes. You don't, but <laughs> you you don't. And and, and well, I think... Well, well, it, it's or either not. grow or, or and, die. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not, not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Yeah. And, and I just, you know, I just can't help but think, how do you approach people who aren't in full-time ministry with the same message? Yes. Because there's a lot of people just standing stagnant. Yes. Just where they're at because they're afraid of being wrong about something. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of, you know not being, you know, what they should be about something or, or, and it's hard, you know, that vulnerability is hard to admit a lot of times that you may be wrong about something, mm-hmm. but, but how many times, you know, I, and I had this thought, I've been thinking about it all day. I don't know why I've had this thought a few years ago, but for some odd reason today it just keeps popping back up. But that's probably the best and the most humbling thing about ministry is, is, uh, it's the best, but the hardest thing about ministry is you're humbled every day. Yes. Every day. Because mm-hmm. there's always somebody better at you by something. That's something. And I think that's a great thing. You want to know the best and worst comment I've ever had? What's that? <laughs> Man, you're a lot better preacher than you used to be. Yeah. And and you know what my response to that? And that, that happened about three months ago. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Man, you're a lot better preacher than you used to be." <laughs> and I said, 
I hope so. I yeah, hope absolutely. So. I mean, like, seriously, I mean, if you take the pride, I mean, boy, you want to talk about that pride uh-huh. wanting to rear its ugly head right there? Yeah. Because while I do believe that I'm a better preacher than I used to be. Oh, definitely. I damn sure better be. (laughs) You know, I mean, like that was, I mean, I I think that that, I don't, and and maybe I need to start following that up with, are you a better Christian than you used to be? (laughs) (laughs) You know? Well, honestly, yeah, you probably do. Are Are you growing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. you've been preaching about that yeah. for the only last... about 15 years. Yeah. But I mean, 12 of them here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you're talking about the where parents are bringing their kids to church and yes. dropping them off. That's that's that same thing. Mm-hmm. We're, are we really Christians? Or are we doing that? Right. And yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ty? Do you remember? I don't remember what I was. No, no. <laughs> you were gonna no, say no, something, no, no, and then I've got you're... a brain full of stuff going here. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna make a comment on on the now when you're in Christian ministry leadership, it the Bible does say we we are held to a higher standard. Yes, and absolutely, we, and we are to be above reproach. Yes, I still have a hard time with with people throwing that in my face. And oh I, and yeah, I, and I just got to get better about yes. it. Yes, yes, because it it feels like the. A lot of Christians feel like since since they aren't in ministry, yeah, they have, okay. that that they have no standard. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right? yeah, and I get I get that quite a bit, and and I have to continuously remind them that you are in ministry. Yeah, you you just haven't taken the stand to be a leader in ministry. Yes, but you are in ministry if you're a part of the body of the Christ. If if you say that you're saved, mm-hmm. and you're in the body of Christ, guess what? Mm-hmm. You're in ministry. Right. <laughs> And so you're held to a high standard too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, going back to what Rod said about a relationship that you were convicted about. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've I don't know how many men I've talked to in the in the last six months that are in relationships that I can't speak for God, but they're sinful. But and, His and, Word and, says, and and and, <laughs> and I I just. I have a hard time hearing people complain about their sinful relationship when I don't see how God is going to bless that relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't, I don't see how he's going to. Well, and, and, and so, you know, it's that, and, and that's worldly, right? Yes. The, the living together, the sleeping together, the, um, you know, whatever. I mean, self-gratifying, yeah, self-gratifying, mm-hmm. pretending you're married, but not being committed to well, it. Well, there, and, we're married in our heart. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that, that's the, that's the yeah. one that they usually come yeah, up we to me about. To well, in- we don't really need to sign the paperwork. Yeah. We're yeah. married in our heart. And before God, we're married. Yeah. Then let's do a marriage ceremony. Yeah. And let's sign the, let's yeah. sign the paperwork because don't forget, Jesus said you can, that the husband with infidelity can give the wife mm-hmm. a certificate of divorce. Right. Paperwork. Paperwork. Yep. Paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even 2,000 years ago, it yeah. needed paperwork. And, and, I, and, <laughs> and, and, and yeah. he was quoting Moses. Right. Yeah. right. It goes back that far. 3,000 years ago. You know, the, and, and, I'm, and I'm not here saying I'm above that because I didn't start my relationship with my wife in a, in a godly manner. Right. Right. And we struggled a lot because of that. And so <laughs> Amen. What I, what I and I don't people, mean that in a bad way. Right. But what I tell people is, hey, I mean, I, if, if, I had, if I had done it like God told me to do it, I'd have saved myself a lot of heartache and pain yeah. Boy, and a divorce and, yeah. and, and, and a lot of, you know, baggage that Kathy and I are still working through <laughs> yes. after 25 years. Yes. Because, because our souls got damaged yep. through that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just you know, hindsight. And, th- and that's what I hope for my son and these younger people that, that they could, you know, you, when you have some wisdom, you want to impart it on people yes. and say, Hey man, I know what, I know what's going on there <sighs> and it's painful. It, there's a whole, you're in for a crap show. Yes. <laughs> yes. You and can you avoid know, that if you just do it the way God said to do it, because it the way hard. God said to do it works. I, yep. and, and I'm going to, it's hard enough the way it is. It just makes it hard. <laughs> right. Real quick, I'm I'm just kind of praying to myself, saying, God, you know, if, if Jesus, if you could give me a little bit of that parable wisdom for this, I would love it. But I think what happens in that, especially what you're talking about, Ty, is, you know, sin kind of pokes some holes in our soul. Mm-hmm. And so we don't feel complete anymore. Sin makes us feel incomplete. 
Well, now you've got a hole there. Well, you know something needs to go in there. And I think a lot of times we start trying to put things in those holes that don't go in those holes. Right. And, and, and now you're sick. Not only do you have a hole in you, now you've got a virus in you. Right. You know, and and trying to tell people the I think the worst thing about sin is that very seldom do you pay the price right then. It's it's it could be decades later. That's you know not, what? It, it would be better you if you did. Yes, if it you, would be. If it was an immediate uh, yeah. penalty. Yes. Slap upside the head. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the devil won't let that happen because well, he wants to keep pulling you in. And and God won't either because he wants you to choose him. He wants yes. you to he wants you to come to that through seeking him, mm-hmm. not just through punishment. Right. And it's never the and consequence you think it's going to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> I promise. The, the I deal can that, handle that consequence. No, yes. I, I'm telling you, there's going to be a bigger one coming. There. <laughs> <laughs> You're not right. going to like it. Yeah. Well, the the quote that you put on there from uh, Mr. Giglio. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. The, go ahead and tell him. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to oh, you, you, you don't have it? Not up front. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can pull it up right quick. Um, one of the scariest realities in life is that if you do insist, God will let you do it your own way. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's if exactly you really right. insist on that. Yeah, he's like, go, go for it. And that that's that, that free will that he gives us. Yeah, which is a huge gift and a, and a, and a huge burden. A huge <laughs> burden. Yeah. So in that, you know, when I lost my wife to cancer mm-hmm. 11, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. I did that. I was trying to fill those holes where I lost my wife. Oh, I need to find a mother for these boys. Yes. And I need to find this. I need to do this. I need to do. And because of all that, it took about eight years, but I lost my entire way of living. Yes. Because of that. Yes. Wow. And, 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 and the crazy part was Christ could have been all of those. All of them. That you, that you yeah. were looking yeah. for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was going to church and praying and doing all, but at the same time I was yes. going out and doing things that I didn't need to be doing. Yes. Yes. And, 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 you know, I think a lot of times that we, we think somehow we can talk God out of it being a sin. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it. Well, maybe it's not that bad if I do it this way. Right. Are we going <laughs> you, back to the levels of sin again? Yeah. You know. I mean, <laughs> I, I, and I know all about that. <laughs> if it's not a deadly one, well, what's the deal? <laughs> right. Well, I'm only going to do it once. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, never again. Never yeah. again. Yeah. 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 That's a good I, and one. And then for we me. start. We start making those deals with God. Okay, God, just get me out of this, and I won't ever do this again. And what happens? You do it again. Like yeah. next week. Yeah. Right back. Yeah. Yeah. Right back. Okay, so if somebody's listening, they're out there on the ranch, they're feeding some cows right now, you know, they're looking for something, they're searching for something, and they've come across this, and all they can hear us saying is that you got to be perfect. No. no. Explain no. it then. <laughs> How can you sin and be forgiven where somebody else is, and maybe not sin's the right word, but... Talk about the living in sin versus the other way. And y'all kind of know where I'm going with this because I say it all the time. So tell them, what's the difference in struggling and living? Living in sin is what? To me, it's celebrating sin. Celebrating, that's right. Embracing it. And, and, and like, and even if you don't celebrate it, if you don't do anything yeah, about you're it. You're refusing yeah. to do something about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know it's a problem, but you don't want to do it. Maybe even you don't know it's a problem. Well, that, well that, no, I see what you're yeah. getting at. I do, I do see what you're yeah. getting at. When you know and you continue to do it. Right. Yeah. Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. That's living that's in living sin. That's living in sin. Mm-hmm. But could somebody else do the same thing in a different way? They could be struggling with sin. Yeah. Like they don't want to do it anymore, and they may go weeks or months or maybe even years. Well, alcoholism is a perfect example of that. Absolutely, you it's know, an e- it, well. And I don't want to say easy example, but it's but a very common. Yes, it's yeah. a very common deal that a lot of people have been associated with in one way or another. Yes, right. You know, but but that goes. I mean that that can go down such a deep rabbit hole of oh, you know. Um, stuff like that so well even even uh even obesity anything where you're going to indulge yourself make you feel better to make you feel better you know copenhagen 
I'm stressed. I need some Copenhagen. I need it right Amen. now. I need a Amen. Cigarette. Amen. Yeah, I need a I, I, you know, if, if if it's a temporary, I need a cup of coffee. If yeah. it's a temporary, yeah. <laughs> if it's a temporary fix, yeah. That's all it is. It's a temporary fix. It's now, is not, there any is there anything wrong with having a cup of coffee? No, no. there's nothing wrong with or, having or a even cup of coffee. Copenhagen but, or smoking but think, cigarette. But think about this. I mean, well, I I I honestly can't say that this is me anymore, but it used to be. I used to go for coffee before I went to Jesus. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like the first thing I thought of every morning. Well, you were preparing. You were getting your cup of coffee. <laughs> I would like, Bible laid out. I would like to say that. <laughs> I would like to say that, but it was, there was a priority in the morning and it wasn't God. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and that started bothering me. Mm. And so now I make it a habit that. If I wake up and it's about time to get up, because I don't use an alarm, I can't sleep past the sunrise. I wish I could, but um, but I don't get out of bed till I've talked to God about my day. Okay. And and and, and I'm not saying that everybody has to do that, but that's kind of what I was convicted of. It was like, where are the areas in my life that Jesus isn't king? Well, he wasn't king of my first thing in the morning. <laughs> and so I changed that. Right. And now it might be like it's got to such a point that there might be times I'm up for an hour before I have a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I get busy with God and I want to, you know, I, I, I pray and then, you know, that makes me think of something and I may get on my phone and start, you know, looking at my sermon or something. And it, it might be an hour. Cammy gets up about an hour later than I do and she may get up and have you had a cup of coffee? No. Nope. You know, and like I said, I'm not saying that everybody has to do that. And if you don't do it, it's a sin or something. But that's what God was talking to me about, because because he wants to be I I think one of the worst things in the world is that uh, we have boiled faith down to merely believing. Yeah, I think it's like it's like, oh, yeah, I have faith, but I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. And it, and it is like and it's even our biggest struggles. Yeah. Like we don't involve God with them at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and one of the worst things in the world and I this was a conviction talking about conviction. One time as a pastor I said, "Well, I guess all now we can do is pray." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just as clear as anything, you know, God told me he's like Maybe you should have been doing that from the start. You know, I mean, like said in the last resort. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't do this on my own, so I guess I'll ask God for help. He's like, man, if you'd have been asking me for help, we'd have been done. It's like like antibiotics too. What happens when you don't take the prescribed amount of antibiotics? Yep. A resistance, or you don't get well, or you don't get well, and that's the thing is like as soon as things start to get a little better, and I'm guilty of it myself. As soon as things start to get a little better and you start to get a little life back in there, you, you quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Why does and, God allow bad then, things to happen to good people? <laughs> because bad times bring about repentance. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I've always known that, too, is, is if you don't feel God, he's most likely in the place that you left him. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's, really that's pretty I mean, good. And if you if you don't feel him, that's probably because you you left him. He didn't leave you. Right. Right. And a lot of times that I when I get in 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 places and dark places where I'm at, it's mostly because I haven't been talking to him, haven't been uh, spending time with him, really just letting him love on me. I haven't. So I heard something neat the other day, and uh, it was what's the difference in freedom and liberty. And I thought it was very appropriate to Christianity because we do have freedom in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, yes. I mean, we have like the most free you can be is following Jesus. Right. It's not a restrictive, right? Right. But it's, it was explained to me this way. You have the freedom unless something has happened. All four of us have the freedom to drive up and down this road. Mm-hmm. But we have the freedom to do so within the liberty of the speed limit. Mm, yeah, the confines. You're free to do it, but within these guidelines. And you can do whatever you want mm-hmm. within these guidelines. 
You can drive as slow as you want. You can even drive 55 miles an hour. But at 545 this morning, there was a cop right in my driveway showing somebody that they could not drive over that, (laughs) you know? And, And I think that when people understand that Jesus says, man, you can do whatever you want. I to proclaim liberty to the captives is what it says. Mm-hmm. Well, freedom is different than liberty. Mm-hmm. Liberty says there's freedom within these guidelines. Freedom, honest freedom is anarchy. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. You can't you can't punish me for it. Blah blah blah. And I think that too many Christians think that they have freedom in Christ. They don't. They have liberty in Christ. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you, I mean, the field is wide open within these guidelines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think that's hard for a lot of people to understand. Especially in the world today. Because, oh, yeah. Because, they're, you know, the, people don't want to have any guidelines. Mm-mm. No. They, no. They it, want to be, don't want to be confined. They want, well, they... They want all the rights and freedoms, but no responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. And Christ has given you liberty, mm-hmm. um, but he's also given you responsibilities. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what keeps you in. Yes. In, in that realm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is, is the responsibilities that come along with it. So what does uh, thinking about somebody listening? So what are they supposed to do? What are Christians supposed to do? I mean, how, I mean, we're talking about following Christ and living for him. How do you do that? You just start. <laughs> and honestly, that's it. You have to start. It doesn't, you don't have to get ready. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. But what are you going to do? You say start. Start what? You can start just by praying. Okay. What else? What if they've already done that? You see where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. like I, I think that. What is it? Paralysis by analysis. Yeah. You know, like a lot of people aren't doing something because why? I don't know what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say God wants you to get to know him better. There you so go. So let's start there. I like that answer. Because so, cause everybody can do that. Yes. Right. W- whether you've been a pastor for, for yeah. 15 years or or you're just not really sure if God exists. Yeah. Yes. So let, one of the, let, let's get to know him. Better. Right. One of the things I struggle with and, and I still struggle with, I'm not a good reader. Really? I'm, I'm not, I'm not a good reader, mm-hmm. but I'm pushing myself to be better at it. Yes. I do a lot of audio stuff. Mm-hmm. So I turn the Bible on and I listen to it. Yeah. yeah. I can do that passively and, and, and yeah. better but, than you can do it. Right. Actively. Actively, (laughs) yes. Because what happens, I've got these weights on my eyelids, and I start reading, and as they go down, they fall shut, (laughs) and it's hard to get them open again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep keep looking at him and saying, man, if he just grew that beard out, he'd make a perfect Santa Santa Claus. (laughs) You know? uh, And so that's why you're so tired. It's a busy time. (laughs) You know how hard it is to wrangle elves? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wrangle Christians all day long. <laughs> uh, no, I, I I like that. Get to know him. Well, I have, and a, I have an idea on that too. Is go like for it. maybe he wants to get to know you, and I and that doesn't mean that he doesn't already know right. you. Right. And I think that's part of getting to know him is letting him into you. Yes. Telling him about telling you. him about you. Yes, because that's where that relationship starts. Like, how do you build a relationship with somebody else? They know you, and you know them, mm-hmm. right? The deeper the relationship, the more you're known. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the more you're cared about. Yes, and and that's 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 the thing is I think a lot of times we're trying to pull the wool over God's eyes half the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he, we struggle with things, and we don't think that he knows that. And, yes, and but that's the thing too is just because he knows that doesn't mean he's mad at us. Right, doesn't mean he doesn't that he's looking down on us. Doesn't mean that he doesn't want a relationship with us because we did bad. It doesn't. Right. That's the mad opposite. <laughs> <laughs> no Catholic guys. No Catholic. He's not mad. <laughs> hey, you know you all are outnumbered here too, right? <laughs> we are. Yeah, because we're both from Montana. Yeah, yeah, and I I got the big guy on my side. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that means something. <laughs> you know, it took me. It took me. Sadly, it took me almost 50 years to realize that God wasn't mad at me. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm, I, you know what? I, I'm not saying this facetiously. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I truly, truly mean that yeah. Yeah. because that has, been, that has never been something yeah. that I'm not going to say I hadn't had doubts a couple of times because I think he might have been <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> but that's not his nature is not to be mad at. Well, me. I understand, you know, he's angry at sin. Sure, sure. Um, and he he has brought his wrath, you know. Mm-hmm. When, but for me, I equated God's love with being sin free, mm-hmm. which was something I could never attain. Right. Yeah. And so I figured, well, when I'm perfect, yeah. God will love me. Yes. Well, He already loves me. He yeah. Always has. Yeah. Right. I don't have to be perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, just like I might get mad at my son for for a, a wrongdoing, that doesn't mean I ever quit loving him. Right. And that doesn't mean I don't immediately forgive him. Right. It, and, and that was the hard part for me. It's just like I just couldn't fathom a, 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 a God ever smiling at me. Yeah. Well, yeah. then there's a difference between discipline and love. Yeah. yeah. You know, God will discipline us. Mm-hmm. I believe in that. But he also loves us very much, and that's why he disciplines us. Absolutely. And, and trying to explain that to a kid, which I'm doing, trying to now. You know, my son. Yeah, well, yeah, even Mitch. <laughs> huh? <laughs> my son, you know, the thing that broke my heart, and, and, and it's part of why I was convicted too, is, Dad, I don't trust you as a father. All you've ever done is beat me my entire life. Yeah. And I asked him to define that, and he the, the examples he'd give me were, I he'd say something smart, and I'd go, you know, with my hand, I'd raise my hand. Well, I wasn't going to do anything with it, but it was trying to stop him from talking. Right. And, and so he thought, you know, he was scared of that. Right. Well, there's that fear. Sure. Right. But, and then I, I did discipline him with a belt on his butt. Amen. Because he needed it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like you did when you were that exactly. age. Exactly. <laughs> Several times, yes. in fact. But, yeah, the difference between discipline and love, and I think people get that confused because then they think, like you were talking, why are all these bad things happening to me? Mm-hmm. And they equate that to God doesn't care. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And that's that's bad tough. times mean God doesn't care. Right. right. Yeah, and you know, talking about having a hard time with God, and a lot of people that's been following Save the Cowboy for a long time remember this story, but. I remember one night I was praying and, you know, sometimes you don't realize you're having a bad time until you go to it in prayer, (laughs) you know, and I was very convicted that night and really it had nothing to do with my prayer or anything like that. It had to do with one word. What did Jesus refer to God most often as? Father. His father. Father. See, I was perfectly fine with God being God, being that big, mighty guy on the throne that had the (laughs) the power of life and death in his hand and that he wrote a book for us so that we would know how to please him. And I I was fine with all of that. But one night during prayer, he said, why don't you crawl up here in my lap, son, and talk to your daddy? And I said, no. Yeah. And I I did verbally. I said, no. Mm -mm. And the reason I couldn't was because my dad had left me oh, yeah. when I was in the seventh grade. And you didn't want that to happen again. I didn't want to, I would, I didn't want to be that vulnerable. Right. I mean, like I, I still honored my father, even though he left me and my brother and my mom and got married yeah. to another woman and all of that stuff. And, and I probably was some forgiveness issues in there too, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it was, it was more of a hurt, yeah, I'm not an unresolved heart, I'm not, hurt. I'm not putting my heart out there. Right. And so I was just like, no, <laughs> like i you can be God. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. Mm-hmm. And like, God is relentless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is relentless. And he just looked at me and he like, as hard as it is for me to say, I, I couldn't look at him. Mm-hmm. And and I, I know how that strange sounds. I don't know what God looks like, but like you can feel his presence. Mm-hmm. And he was just being quiet. Such loving waiting my, on me as a grown ass man mm-hmm. to crawl up in my daddy's lap and let him be my dad. 
because he it like that's what Abba means. It means daddy. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a term of endearment. It's not just father. It's daddy. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. Abba, father, daddy. You know, and so I, I totally understand that. That's that's hard to do. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a it's a life that we live according to him. And you know, just as much as I said earlier that I think that. Uh, you know, oh, well, yeah, I believe in Jesus. Well, good for you. So does the demons. Right. I mean, like, seriously, so does Lucifer. Yeah. Hey, he believes in Jesus more than you do, <laughs> you know, and yet he still sins yes. and, and, and goes against God. So believing in him <laughs> doesn't really do a whole lot. It's the start. It's it, a, is it's, a, it is a start. It is, it is right. a beginning. Mm-hmm. But, but how many have not taken the next step? A lot. Right. A lot. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, it's, but you know what else I don't like? Following. Because what do you think of when you say follow these days? Social media. Yeah. A lot of people follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. They might listen to what he says. They might be a fan of him. But it doesn't change their life whatsoever. Yeah. Right. So they're just following him like he's on social media yeah. and like that's going to mean something. Yeah. It's not giving your entire being over and probably the hardest thing in the world. And this is what faith means. You can't know what that's like until you do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. I can't tell you what it's like. I can't explain it to you. I can't convince you of it. Mm-hmm. Because I heard one time, if you can convince a person of Jesus, if a man can convince another man of Jesus, another man can convince him that he's not. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? So uh, it, it's a God thing. It, it's a personal deal between yeah. you and God. <laughs> I, have a, I have a deal I do, I try to do every day, and I just ask God to show me my heart. Mm-hmm. And and I, it's a pretty common theme to, to, so you have just a picture of a heart, just like how everybody draws a heart. Yeah. And mine has lines all over it in sections. Okay. And for the most part, every section is a different color. And the only color that really matters is red. Okay. Because red means that's where Jesus is. Okay. And a lot of the time, whenever I whenever I go back and ask him to see where my heart is, there's just a little top corner where red is Jesus. Mm. And I haven't given him my whole heart. Right. And it's just that vulnerability, like you were talking about. Yeah, it's not talking about I'm not a believer or anything like that. It's like have I have I trusted him with it? That and that's really where it boils down right. to, is. But that's a good practice for me because like it, it, it sobers me up to say, okay, take a deep breath. This is where you're at. This is where you're at. Now, what are you going to do about? It? So how do y'all? And I love that, Mitch. But how do y'all deal with the dichotomy between? Seek the hard, narrow trail, right? And then Jesus saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, which one is it? (laughs) (laughs) Is it the hard, narrow trail, or is it a yoke that's easy and light? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Welcome to our jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think a lot of times we, we as Christians see that. That that burden is light, and that yoke, you know, as hey, we don't have any more problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and that that's not what he meant at all. Right. It just means he's there. Yeah. He he's you're gonna he's gonna carry you through him. Mm-hmm. And um, just knowing that, I mean, just knowing that, make makes it how much easier. Mm-hmm. Yes. I you know I I have a lot of empathy for people in the world. That aren't believers and not, and don't have faith. How do you how do, make it? How do you make it? How do you make it? How do you do it? They don't. Well, they don't. No, they don't. you're right. They don't. They don't. But yeah. So I mean, I just now here here's my here's my answer to that. Here's the the connection between the hard narrow trail and my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The hard narrow trail is that. There's only one way to heaven, and you can't get there by yourself, so you can't depend upon what you do. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and what's the first thing we always want to do? 
is do it ourselves, yeah. especially yeah. in our culture. Do it my way. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> that is my theme song, you know, Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. I did it my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, like, in, in a way, that that's why I saved the Cowboys here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I heard a guy say today that he was surfing one time in Peru. And uh, I think it was Paul Washer. And he said that he was surfing on in the ocean in Peru and saw a guy that was drowning. And he said, now, I'm 6'2", 210 pounds. <laughs> and he said, those Peruvians are about 5'5", 110. <laughs> yeah. And he said, but when I went over there to try to help him by myself, God told me, if you reach down on your own and grab him, he will drown you and both of you will die. So what he did is he hollered for a bunch of other surfers to come help. And he said, how could a 110-pound, 5-foot-5 man overpower a 6'2", 210-pound man? And he said, because he has nothing left. He knows he can't save himself, and he will grapple at the one thing that he thinks can save him. And that is the way we should grab hold of Jesus. But he can't drown. <laughs> like, like we're all dying. Mm-hmm. And and we reach for him. Like, we should reach for him with that same abandon. Like, I can't do this on my own. And I think that that's why it is so hard, the hard, narrow trail, is because you can't do it. And it's so hard to relax and, and put all of your faith, not just a little bit, all of your faith in God. Mm-hmm. I think when you listen to most testimonies yeah. about people being saved, mm-hmm. they that, that yeah. they, they're that. drowning. Yes, yeah. you know, figuratively. Yeah, yeah. they're drowning, and mm-hmm. and that they do make that choice, like to grab a hold of Him mm-hmm. and say, "Okay." Yeah. And that's to me what saved means. You at that point, you're like, "Okay, God, I've I've tried it my way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm at the bottom. I'm drowning." Yeah. Well, I'm grabbing a hold of you, perfect, and, perfect and that's example. salvation. Perfect mm-hmm. example is Peter. Yeah. Whenever, whenever he took his eyes off him, what did yeah. he do? Mm-hmm. Started to sink. Started to sink. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, who betrayed Christ more, Peter or Judas? Yes, that's the <laughs> answer. Both. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Peter went to Jesus for forgiveness. Judas went into despair. Yep. Right. You think Jesus would have forgiven him for it? Oh, definitely. Yeah, 100%. You bet. But did he ask? Nope. No. Nope. And I think that that's the answer to what we said a while ago, Ty. How do they, how do they make it without him? They don't. Yeah. Because that despair will get you. Right. And, and maybe it won't look like despair. Maybe it'll look like a hard heart. Right. Maybe... It'll look like you're wiser than all of us stupid people that believe in some mythological being up in the sky that loves us. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's moral. Uh, well, whatever. What am I trying to say? Like, like you're just better. Like, you know, better than we do, yeah. you know, like moral superiority right. or intellectual yeah. superiority. I mean, there's a lot of ways that despair can just, you know roll itself out there and 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 despair is probably the least of them in in the in the grand scheme of things right well look at the thief on the cross Mm -hmm. he didn't do any of the stuff that we're talking about (laughs) right he was on the cross next to jesus and he still got in and he reached out and grabbed a hold of him right and jesus said you'll be with me today in paradise that's what i live on i love that yeah i love that so Final words. It's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. We probably won't meet till after the first of the year with another cowboy conversation. So y'all got one chance because there's a cowboy out there listening right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it may not even be tomorrow. It might be four years from now. But you got one chance to talk to that cowboy that's out there feeding right now or on his horse or coming back from a rodeo or or just questioning his existence right now that everything he thought that was going to bring him joy and purpose has not done it. Yeah. What you got, Mitch? Well, you already referenced it a minute ago, 
but it was Luke four eighteen. I've been thinking about it ever since you asked. You asked kind of what what verses before we start. You asked what verses yeah. do we know, mm-hmm. but we struggle with. Sure. And you referenced it a minute ago, but mine's Luke four eighteen, and then I think it's my final word to say on that too is, as He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to all the captives. Yeah. I love that. And that goes right with your verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. What about you, Ty? I would say, man, don't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're out there right now in their, in their, what, what they're doing is not working, trying to do it on your own. Don't wait any longer. Right. But take a step today. Now take a step. Yeah. And, and you don't have to know that he wants you. You don't have to do anything, but yeah. listen to your heart. God is on your heart. Everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. They've just denied it. Mm-hmm. And open it up and, and and talk to him. Yeah. Talk to him right where you're at. You don't have to go to church. You don't <laughs> have to you don't have to have a Bible next to you. Those are things that come will come. Yeah. Um just don't just talk to him. Just, you know, I I recently well, I'm still not feeling very well, but I was real sick last week and I'm still getting <laughs> over it, but during my downtime, I decided to watch The Chosen again. Mm-hmm. And probably my new favorite line from The Chosen, I think it was in season one. And somebody calls him like the Messiah and the King of King and the Lord of Lords and stuff like that. And the character of Jesus, because it's not in the Bible, but I, I love just how those people have, have made him seem relatable while still being God, right. is he says, let's save those lofty titles for another time. <laughs> right. Like, he's like, yes, I am that, but right now I'm here for you. Right. Yeah. right. Like, you know, because the loftier the title, the higher he gets away from us. Right. And, yeah. and I don't think he was trying to say, I'm not that. He was trying to say, oh, I am that, but I'm not way up there. I'm right here right. with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, I He's lo- accessible. He's, yes. not, he's not remote. No, not at all. And Yeah, so you don't, ha- and you don't have to go through a priest. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to go through, Rob, you don't have you don't to, have to, go through a priest to talk to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a guy in a kilt, but not a priest. <laughs> You, you can talk to him. Yeah, yeah turn, absolutely. Turn right around. He's probably behind you. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Rod? You know, we were talking about, and I had several conversations on the road, because that's what I do. And with yourself? With myself okay, okay. And, and, <laughs> so and God. Intelligent conversation. Intelligent, very intelligent. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. But but with other long ex-cowboys. And, and we were talking about the sin and, and how we, you know, we probably wouldn't, do it if we knew like two teenagers going on a date and dad's in the back seat right we, you're gonna we, act a little differently you're gonna, you? act, you're gonna act a little different yeah. and if we realize especially if it's a girl's dad <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if we realized that god is always there yeah. no matter what we would act different in in you know meeting people where they're at you know yeah start just turn around and talk to him. Mm-hmm. Have that relationship with God and then die to self because it's not about just you. It's about your brother. It's about your sister. It's about your mom. It's about your dad. What are you doing to make sure they come with you? Yes. Yes. And, and, and yeah, look outside yourself. Mm-hmm. I that, like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Well, you, I think all three of you have said it at some point in the last 53 minutes, but it's about getting to know God. And here's the good thing and the bad thing about the state of today versus whenever we were young, maybe three out of the four of us, because one of us is still kind of young, but wise, wise, I'm not saying that. And I'm just talking about a different time. Like we didn't have, all of this stuff available at our fingertips that y'all have today. And while that is a good thing, be careful where you get your spiritual material. Oh, definitely. Okay. Because listen, guys, I know that TikTok and Facebook and Snapchat and 
Stephen X and yeah, <laughs> everybody <Sorry. laughs> else out there, you know, like in the beginning, be careful where you get your information. Now, I'm not just going to leave y'all high and dry if you're really searching. Number one, the best place that maybe you can go to is somebody that speaks your language. Maybe that's Save the Cowboy. On this podcast right here is about 500 sermons. Start listening. Yeah. It is basically a PA. I mean, if you listen to every single sermon and studied what I talked about, you would nearly have a master's degree in theology yep. or at least Christian living. Yes. You know, and, and I don't know everything. So, you know, and I'm not saying pick somebody else. I don't care, but pick somebody, you know, that's not going to lead you astray. Yeah. Don't find somebody that says what you think it says. Find somebody that's preaching the word. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, because man, there, there's some crazy, and I'm just going to say it. There's some crazy shit out there. <laughs> oh, and you know what? It's convincing. Listen, keep an open mind about God, but don't let your brains fall out. <laughs> you know, so in the beginning, let's let's try this right here. If you are searching and, and you know, you think, man, you know, <laughs> you know, that that's the thing right there. People say, I don't know. Yes, yeah, you, you do. You know, you do know it's on your heart. You it, know, it, you wouldn't be listening to this right now if you didn't know. Right. Oh, yeah. So with that being said, man. Find you a place to learn. Okay? Now, that can be Save the Cowboy. That can be a local congregation. That can be talk to a, a, a somebody that you know that's a Christian. And, and even within Christianity, there's a bunch of different beliefs. And, you know, let's find the one that, like, we agree on 90% of the stuff. <laughs> you know, there's all different forms of eschatology and soteriology and, you know, the study of salvation and blah, blah, blah. Man... Any, I want to say most Bible-believing churches, you're going to get 80% is all the same. <laughs> you know, leave that hard stuff maybe alone for a second. <laughs> right. You know, let's just work on the basics. Love God, love others, and trust Him with every part of your life. Mm-hmm. And, and then, if you're wondering what else to do, I'll give you the same advice that I've given thousands of others. God has already prepared you for what he would like for you to do. You just don't know it yet. Hmm. Think about David. How long had God been preparing him to fight Goliath? His whole life. (laughs) But it seems like it was just all of a sudden. But no, David had been fighting lions and bears Defending sheep against lions and bears. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can defend a sheep that will die at a glance, what's defending yourself from a man? <laughs> Nothing. It's easy, right? But God had been preparing him. And I know that sitting at this table, I can say that God had been preparing me for ministry because he lets me tell good stories. I've always been a good storyteller, right? Now I just tell them about God, right? Yeah. Or, or they lead into that, right. something like that. And I've always had a knack for making very difficult things a little bit easier to wrap your mind around, right? Yeah. And I've never been afraid of public speaking. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to be a cowboy. <laughs> All four of those things I get to do every single day for God. And you are no different. You just don't know what it is yet. Mm -hmm. And I was 35 years old before I realized that stuff. And I've been doing this for 15 years (laughs) since I was 35 because I gave my entire life to him, you know. And, And I think that maybe part of that hard, narrow trail is that we make it hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard enough as it is. Just I'll do, to, I'll do anything you want me to do, like, as long as I. But can I won't do that. that. As long as, as, long as I can <laughs> do that. Song too. Yes. yes, yeah, that's yes. a song. Yes, love song. Yes, yes. So, man, listen, we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't care. 
Oh, definitely. Like, like th- this is our lives. I mean, there's other aspects to it, but none of them are more important than you. You accepting Jesus Christ and 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 being a part of that fullness of the Gentiles that, that Paul talked about. And once the fullness of the Gentiles is reached, guess what? Jesus is coming back. <laughs> so get with Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we need, we, we need are waiting going. for yeah, you. This is getting old. Come on. Let's <laughs> fill the boat, please. The bus driver's honking. Come on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, and just remember, for every verse that talked about the Messiah coming, there's eight verses that he's coming back. Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. yes. he is coming back, and there will literally be a line in the sand that one day you will not be able to change your mind. Yep. Yeah. Please change it now. Yep. So. For Save the Cowboy, I am Kevin Weatherby. Thanks to Mitch Gorman, Ty Weber, and Rod Fortune for joining us today. And we will see y'all next time. (laughs) 